Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Man, I tell you what, the only thing, because of hours now of watching Marshall Applewhite talk. Ooh, yeah, he's very charming. Is he? I don't know. I actually saw a video of him, and I got it for the first time, because you guys kept on being like, he's got pizzazz. And I'm like, no, I, don't I see wasn't. It. That's and Marcus. Marcus was. And, but I did see a little flicker of the pizzazz. He has, he has pizzazz. He almost has pizzazz. He's almost I, there. I get it. I put it more towards the as. Ooh. Like, if you also make it rhyme with ass. Because yeah. I hate his face. He never answers a question. No. He just drones on and on and on and on. But the one thing he is correct about, no kids in a cult. No kids in the cult. Absolutely not. Uh, Applewhite had that right. He doesn't like to be annoyed. And you know he likes to keep things tidy, and kids do not. No, they don't, and they are very hard to convince a child to get rid of its penis. Absolutely. We're not going to talk about that. very hard. Very difficult. All right, everyone, welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, (laughs) hanging out with Hollywood, Henry Zabrowski. What a week it has been. January. What a week it's been. Starting off strong. A lot of mere deer, a lot of mayhem, a lot of madness. And I'm not just talking about what the 49ers did to the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, but I hear you're weird. You do, you are having an emotional response <laughs> to it. I know you are. So I'm not going to go too deep. I don't want to go past the surface level about this. It seems to be a very big deal. I was in San Francisco for Sketchfest last weekend, mm-hmm. and everyone was very. I don't know, committed, the emotions were high yep. to this football game, and you know what I did? Because there was a bunch of people all around the sports bar watching the game. I walked away from that over, I was in the Oakland airport, I went over to Vino Volta, and I got myself a nice <laughs> white wine and a Mediterranean plate, like I was a schedule woman for Hillary Clinton. Isn't that nice? A real Dom DeLuise. You went fancy at the airport, huh? Do you think that's just a good idea? That, that one time. You went, did you get seafood at the airport? Because no, that's never. Highly, yeah, never, never do that. No, no, I got hummus. 
Okay, that's fine. That's safe. It can travel. It's good. There's no. It's fine. It's just beans. It's a bean paste. It Absolutely. doesn't matter. It it's bare. I, I like it because it's it's. I don't know, man. It's exotic mayonnaise. <laughs> that's how I consider it. Uh, it really is. It's great on but toast, and you can dip some French fries in it. Everything is more entertaining than listening to Marshall Applewhite speak. That is what yeah. is also nice, is that it sets the bar for how bored do you want to be. I right. was on hour six of watching his horseshit yesterday. I got so bored, I started watching L. Ron Hubbard's speeches yeah. just to spice it up. Well, I So now the- I'm switching between the two. Right. Laughing and reminiscing with LRH. Uh-huh. Just thinking of his admiral's cap and how fun it would be to go and tie his ascots for him. And then all of a sudden, going back to Marshall fucking Applewhite. Now he hates pork chops, and everyone should have carrots. And what's the difference between the soul, the mind, and the vehicle? Who gives a fucking shit? Well, everyone should have carrots. They're very healthy. Full of beta carotene. I had a bunch yesterday. Henry, I saw that you posted a picture of L. Ron Hubbard on social media. Yeah, you made your own meme, and my God, did it go viral. Why? Now, this is getting scary. This is getting scary because, you know, Applewhite, yes, 39 people, 38 people, including uh, 39, 39, including him. I'm I'm sick of this numbers game. And Marcus also started last episode. Well, you said 40. It's not 40. These are human lives. You can't round up or round down. This is not the Iraq war. I'm certain that that uh, in some way, some of them, if you took all the cum and the eggs out of all of these people that still had, still had balls and the ones that hadn't hit menopause yet, I think if you pile them all together, that equals one. And also, 40 comes out better than 39. I it have, just came out of my mouth better. Yeah, I have no idea what any of that means. But, you know, the thing is, Henry, L. Ron Hubbard, I'm going to say this, overall in the grand scheme of life, has done more damage than Apple, than Apple White, and he made six people cut off their Johnsons. We're not and talking about. I still about- think that L. Ron Hubbard is worse because he ruined your business, Henry. He <laughs> ruined <laughs> everything that you <laughs> hold sacred. <laughs> the entertainment so industry. Damage. So much social damage. <laughs> You're going to do that? Of course it's true. No, no. I'm saying I'm, I look up to LRHs as a businessman. You look directly into L. Ron Hubbard's eyes because you're the same size, and that is the sole reason why you like him. I I do. I appreciate his sexual candor. <laughs> I appreciate his sharks. He's got an alligator smile. He there's does. nothing. There's again. There's nothing correct about Scientology. It's not about this. It's not about the Scientology end of it. It's just about being a fucking a, a go-to guy. They ruined they ruined downtown Hollywood. Hollywood has two Scientology buildings. You can't avoid them. And right in the middle of both of the Scientology buildings is the star for Michael Jackson. So you are just surrounded by pedos and people who are trying to steal uh, money you're from talking actors. About the backbone and lifeblood of show business. That is true. It is inherently filled with criminals. That is the idea, and LRH understood that. But again, I, I, I'm only put into this position because I'm, I have ended up comparing the two of them in my own right. mind because I like to kind of see how these operate. I'm trying to learn how to be a boss because we that, have employees now. Really? Okay, but one of the people that you're studying about how to be a boss from killed 38 people who had them commit suicide, and the other one forces them to not talk to their family, their friends, 
or have any outside communication whatsoever with anyone Keeps them that's focused normal. on getting high quality content out on the pipes of LPN. And that's hmm. what's really important here. I don't care what your Aunt Martha is doing. I don't care that your Uncle Phil's got feet cancer. Who gives a shit? Right, right, right. But I'm not saying don't talk to your family. Just don't mix it into the office while we're sitting here all trying to figure out if I can get an extra subscription to the farmer's dog because, honestly, <laughs> some of the mush looks pretty good. Uh, it really it looks and better than the food grade. that I eat. Farmer's it's dog. Grade. <laughs> it is human grade. Farmer's dog is. You can get food delivered to your door for we your dog. We advertise like, for them. Yes, we advertise for them. Like UPS is your dog's butler, and they show up, and then they show the food, and I swear to God, it is better than 90% of my my meals. We're not even being paid for this, Kessel. <laughs> We're just saying this horse I'm just saying, and Puffin is like, I want it. But Henry, real quick, I, all people, right, yes, love, people, love, people love countdowns. Let's do the five most nefarious cult leaders, because I agree with you. L. Ron Hubbard and Applewhite uh. compared to Umption Riccio, Jim Jones, and um, and our other and Warren Jeffs. I think Warren Jeffs is the worst. I would put uh, David Berg as the worst. Oh, Children of God. I would put David Berg. I would put Jim Jones. I would put Shoka Asahara. Okay, they, those are all above them in terms of just being dangerous. And there's other cults that we haven't even really covered because then there's people like the Ant Hill Cult. Which apparently was very, very deadly. The Anthill cult. Uh, yes, we will cover that in a future episode of, huh. of Last Podcast on the Left. But for my money, I mean, technically, I don't even really belong in Scientology. Where I really belong, if I was a really want to align myself, is I want to be a member of Order of the Solar Temple. Right. But my problem is, is that I'm too fucking fat boy American. To get in there, they like all their every, all of these Swiss people are too quiet. They their voices are so are are so low. Right, I think that I would harsh their vibe. I could see that, but of course they do love the theatrics, and I think you would fit right in on that end. So at the very least, Applewhite and L. Ron Hubbard are not as bad as some of the worst cult leaders that we've covered. So at least you at least you're interested by two of the better ones. When it L. Comes Ron to- Hubbard is a sci-fi Martha Stewart. <laughs> I mean it. Well, he I didn't go it. to prison. <laughs> no, exactly. He's better, technically. He didn't fucking have to cop to a rap, bro. Uh, but I also want to say there's also a weird thing going on. We've been hit up quite a bit, which is about the... Um, I guess it's going to be Marty, the robot's first birthday. Oh, January God. 25th. What is and going so- on? I we are celebrating the birthday of a it's not even an employee. No. It doesn't do anything. No. Okay, number 1, you know there is a person. Let's call him Barry. Barry has been packing up, packing produce into bags for 30 years. I just want to make sure that each one of these butter lettuces get inside of this display case without a bruise. Because that's the only way I know I've been alive today. And that is why Barry is the best employee in Costco history. They don't even know he's alive. They've never celebrated his birthday. As a matter of fact, they make a point to make him work double shifts on his birthday because they subconsciously know he might be happy that day. The but fact Barry that Marty is in knows. a birthday party is yes. is horrible. It's horrible. It's definitely, I mean, you know, I do believe that we should give robots a chance, but it's definitely normalizing the robot as an employee 
of I think it's Giant Eagle, several other different stores. It might There's be Giant a, Eagle. There, it's Giant Foods. But of course that's all a lie because it's normal size food. <laughs> We've talked it's about very it. small. But what I also don't like about one thing, I guess that's what it is. Is the thing about Marty is that it calls too much attention to itself. It has the googly eyes. Barry, Ugh. who we talked about, knows to stay out of the direct view of the customer because he knows that the customer <laughs> doesn't want to see him. He knows to scuttle in between and be unseen, like a ninja, like a Bunraku shadow puppet. Yes, puppeteer. Where your job is to be a shadow. You are not. He dresses in all black. He sneaks around. There was like a guy I remember when I used to, I did uh, on uh, Wolf of Wall Street. There was a sound engineer who's one of the best in the fucking business. He used to wear this black suit with Great. little black gloves. And he had this like gray ponytail pulled back. And he was completely bald. Somehow he just had a ponytail. I love You know that. those guys? Yeah, That's classic. That's what I love. I love it. I love it. And he was going, his fingers would move so fast with the little pole, like the little the little boom pole. Yeah. And like you'd see him rotate it really fast. Death, he was uh, highly skilled. Yes. He wasn't trying to get all of his attention. He didn't need a birthday party. No. He didn't need a Christmas present. No. All Marty does is beep at the sight of spills and makes a human come out from hiding and sweep it up. I don't like it whatsoever. And also- Barry got a boss. Barry got a little shift Robot. managing boss that is an ATM with wheels. But unlike a human boss, you can kill this boss with a screwdriver. I suppose you could also kill a human boss with a screwdriver, but that's all you can all kill you a need. human boss with a screwdriver. You can kill a human boss with a hammer. You can kill a human boss by hitting him with your car. You can yep. kill a human boss by setting fire to his home while he's sleeping there with his family. Then you get the family. A sure. boss's family, that's 25 extra points. A super cold, a super cold carrot, a frozen pickle. You could use an icicle, like I learned from my new Sherlock Holmes game that I've been playing on PS4. Sorry, that's a small spoiler. I understand how many ways you can kill a boss, but my question is, when did when did Marty, we talk about this in the, uh, <laughs> well, this is a fun debate. Let's talk about when life begins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to do this? You want to do this? You know what, Let's you know do what a deep me? dive on that right now. <laughs> life begins at my first Bud Light. That's what I say. <laughs> but when did Marty become Alive. When when did they say the first birthday began? Because was it when January twenty fifth? That's when he. I think it was the first time he attempted to mate with a female customer that was bent <laughs> over trying to find a ripe pepper. <laughs> well, and we've and seen she stories. Just bumped up against it. Just bumped up behind it. Be like, ah, oh, Marty is because Marty is getting lost. If you the, thought the, the software if, is taking, if you thought the Hollywood Me Too movement was a hot, a hot topic, wait until the robots. Wait until the robot finally gets called out for what it's doing. I get sent articles all the time because people know my stance, and they say, "See Ben, you're right." You would not believe how many Instagram messages I get that just say, "See Ben, you are right." You see, I but I feel like they are they're stoking a flame where I get many more of the same. Where you like, ah, see, see here they're renegade they're they're helping us henry they're helping us oh my god and now we're not going to talk about it because it's a little above our pay grade but they're they're making frog robots cool oh my goodness what's bad about it i'm fine with the little robot frog what are you gonna do with it because then they're gonna be like humans they're like raising robots in like little dishes and then they're gonna be humans and then they're gonna be given human status they're gonna take your job and they're gonna have sex with your daughter and the next thing you know you're gonna guess who's coming to dinner it's a robot 
As long as that robot's got a job, he can do whatever he wants with my well, daughter. That is a good point, as long as they're he making some a, income. He needs a J-O-B. He needs to add to the fucking... He needs to add to the household. All right? First of mm. all, we're not having children. So I'm going to cut that out before I start getting furious emails congratulating me, <laughs> like Marcus did. <laughs> I, I'm just going to not... I'm not going to do that. But no. I, I will say, I will allow a robot to be uh, my butler or a gardener. Okay, well, I'm fine with being a butler, but I, I don't know about the gardener and then stuff. I would treat I would treat both with just as much respect if they were a human. Yeah, but you don't necessarily treat every you. I'm not. I treat you so. I have so much respect. What's your blood so pressure many? right now? I got it checked this morning, and uh-huh. it was 145 over 78, which is high technically. But this is good for you. I guess I had it one time. I had it over. I think it was 150 <laughs> over 110. You're like Archie Bunker. I but swear. you said you, Kissel thought it would be a good idea for me to wear a little like smartwatch so it would beep every time my blood pressure goes up. And I was like, I just feel like you'd become so afraid of those beeps. Like oh we would have God. like some hard business conversation. You just hear beep, beep, beep. Oh my God. Beep, beep, beep. So Henry, are you mad about this? No, no. Absolutely not. See? The beep works. <laughs> Calmed you down. All right. So Marty the robot, right, I'm, I'm not celebrating his I'm not celebrating his first birthday. I don't like Marty. Wait until the robots actually can be intelligent. But we we spoke about cults up top and I guess this first story, it's sort of a religious cult story, right? Let's just talk about this. This is this is a lot of fun. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know if that's the word for it. So this comes from the I'm going to use this article from the Guardian. Oh, this is from the Associated Press in Panama City. Yep. Repent or die. Panama religious sect kills seven in bizarre ritual. I glass, I'm glad they didn't use the word funny ritual or down-to-earth ritual yeah. or refreshing ritual. Anytime seven people are killed in a ritual, I think it's safe to say it's a bizarre ritual. In an off-the-wall ritual. <laughs> seven people were killed in a f- funky it says bizarre. Let's say slapstick. Funky, it was a slapstick yeah. ritual. In an absolutely uh, 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 flavorific religious ritual <laughs> in a jungle community in Panama, in which indigenous residents were rounded up by about 10 lay preachers and tortured, beaten, burned, and hacked with oh. machetes to make them, quote-unquote, repent for their sins. Jeez. Which seems to be a very extreme way to do that. 10 people were arrested. Police freed 14 members of the Nagabe Bugle... Indigenous troops definitely nailed that. Definitely nailed it. I think it's Ngab, it's Ngabe Bugle, because they have the two accents on either side. Uh-huh. Who had been beat, they had been tied up and beaten with wooden cudgels and Bibles. Jeez. On Thursday, the local prosecutor, Rafael Baloyes, described the chilling scene that investigators found when they made their way through the jungle-clad hills to the remote Ngabe Bugle indigenous community near the Caribbean coast on Tuesday. Alerted by three villagers who escaped and made their way to a local hospital for treatment earlier, police were prepared for something bad, but they were still surprised by what they found at an improvised church at a ranch where a little-known religious sect known as the New Light of God was operating. And I could not find... I could not find... Anything else on the new light of God? Okay, so the new light of God is the church that was massacred by these crazy preachers. And my yes. understanding is these preachers thought that this new light of God was some somehow satanic, but it doesn't seem like a satanic sect would be named the new light of God. 
no, they were specifically not satanic. They were weird Christian adjacent. And apparently they had a vision. They said one of them, one of the head priests told them that God had given them a message saying that the message boiled down to making everyone repent or die. Now, what you have is a situation where you have a group of people that have all, they are in a very isolated part of the world. They uh, they don't have a lot of connection. Apparently, it's like you have to climb a mountain and, and just to get anywhere near any place that would have like a library or any sort of like connection to the rest of the rest of the world, any sort of internet and any sort of, okay. sort of news. So they're super, so, super isolated. They're very isolated. And it seems like they had sort of like this little cult, this church in the middle of the jungle, the uh, what has now been known as the new light of God. And things maybe were going pretty well for a while. Right, having a nice time, things getting really intense. Right, maybe they were, I, you know, we know very little, but I imagine it might have been a little over the top, maybe Pentecostal a little bit, a lot of speaking in tongues. No, I'm just gonna say I don't know if the new light of God is the crazy one here. They might have just been like, we're trying to take things, we're gonna be pretty moderate. It's more Unitarian. Come on in if you're down with the with Jesus. We got a kick ass guitar playing priest up there. I do it for Christ. But then then one day he wakes up and he's like, yeah, I know I've been playing funky jams all day and we have been having a lot of fun, rooting and tooting, ragging and rolling. But today we are cutting off them clitorises. Oh, my. It's about the clitorises you don't cut. Excuse me, Father Patrick. Uh, great song, by the way. Great music, but what yeah. was that lyric? Yeah, what was that lyric that you said about uh, the clitorises? Um, Can you hold that thought? Someone yeah. bring me my cudgels. This is going to be fun. Ah! What they did was is that they started a. Uh, they basically they flipped the script on a bunch of people um, and tied them all up and essentially said, which I, I imagine I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is pretty terrifying. Of you believe you have been purified by Christ already. You know, maybe there's been a lot of talk about how we are the new founders of a new church. We're restoring the new faith. How often do we see this? Absolutely. And then one day the head priest shows up and he says, you guys don't believe in God enough. He told me last night in a dream after I ate a bunch of Whataburger, right? (laughs) So now I have to, I got a fucking dream. I had a dream last night where you guys are all, and we're going to tie you up. And until I really believe that you believe in Jesus Christ, we're going to beat you and we're going to beat you and we're going to we're going to fucking hack at you with a bunch of machetes, hit you in the face with the Bible. My whole thing is that if you're hitting me with a Bible, I am not going to be as open to Jesus Christ as you'd want me to be. You just got to say that you are, though. Just unless you I think he's the goat. I think he's better than Brady. I don't know, unless you got to be spanking me with it. You know what I'm Ooh, saying? Ooh, my goodness. And I want to, you get a couple of big busty nuns in there. They're doing it all wrong. I think you, you have get a- one big cock guy with a lot of good muscles on him, and you uh-huh. got a bunch of busty nuns in there. You get these people flipping for Jesus pretty easily. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. As a matter of fact, there was a little bit of that component when I was growing up. Uh, we went to a, uh, a church, of course, evangelical, and I forget the name of this group. They were like called Mastodons for God or something. Oh, the and ones that would rip the phone books Siri, and all that kind of shit? Yeah, they would blow up water bottles. Like, um, not water bottles. I forget bottles. what the hell that was called. It's like the water. The, the water bags or whatever the hell they were, those big old rubber bags, they would blow them up, bend steel around their necks, and they would say, thank you, Jesus, for giving us this strength. But the thing is, they worked out every day and took a bunch of steroids. 
So yeah, that's what helped them. But steroids, God was in the steroids. They were called the power team. <laughs> that's oh, They that's were a, called the power team. These my older brother, guys, these are some big boys. My older brother is part of the power team as well, but that that's has a different. whole different meaning. Isn't uh, in he, the he's sort scene. of in the lower floor. I believe he's a part of the power bottom team. He indeed is a seven-foot horse of a man. So man, the, he's supposed to be bucking like an anaconda. He really is. Like an anaconda in that disgusting documentary, Don't Fuck With Cats. Luca Magnata, by the way, we're going to talk about that doc a little bit here. Maybe in, Are we going to talk about that in this episode? Who knows? Okay, so when the cops came on the scene... So the cops show up. As Henry said, the three villagers are like, hey, cops, there's a bunch of crap going on over here in our church. Yeah, they fi- they escaped, right? They, they went escaped. through all this shit. They escaped. They got to the police officers. Oof. It was just, it's like a horror movie. It was a nude woman running out of the forest saying they are beating the fuck out of us. Yes. So this is according to Beloes. Uh, they say he says they were performing in the, this is inside the church. This is our these are the ten preachers that invaded this church. They said uh, inside the church they were performing a ritual inside the structure. In that ritual, there were people being held against their will, being mistreated. All of these rites were aimed at killing them if they did not repent their sins. There was a naked person, a woman, inside the building where investigators found machetes, knives, and a ritually sacrificed goat. So these people were being held hostage in their church being screamed at to repent well being stripped and beaten and it's just you know how do you even have time to say i repent when you're saying ouch so much I, that's why i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of flaws there are in their rituals and they went from saturday to tuesday oh so they're doing God. this all night long but apparently about a, about a mile from the church building authorities found a freshly dug grave with the corpses of six children and one adult the dead included five children as young as a year old their pregnant oh. mother and a 17 year old female neighbor okay so there is there is a lot of mayhem going on in there and this is this is one of those stories of what happens when you're a part of one of these little offshoot churches sometimes yeah. they they flip from the inside and now you're stuck in the middle of it and you just kind of have to read the room and figure out when do you say hey guys you guys starbucks run <laughs> you guys want anything from starbucks and then you get the hell out of there you know uh, social media and the internet and technology has brought us some woes and some concerns and some anxiety i'm gonna say in this case they could use a little tech. They could use just a little connection with the outside world so they don't get so convinced that their ideas are right that they end up killing five children and a pregnant woman. And again, that child as young as one year old. How do you even, if you're one years old, first of all, original sin, I believe that you're not, uh, I believe that you are without sin until you're there's like some date that a lot of religions have before you have to like come to Jesus. And if you die before that, they're like, ah, you're too young. You get in like Marty the robot would still get in, even though I he's demonic. I think it's 39 <laughs> years old. I got one more I, year. So what they had said here. So I have a little further information. This is from the New York Times article. Um, Dio Mores Blanco, member of the community who helped police in the rescue, said that shortly before the killings, two people, two people in the sect told him what they were doing. The reason for committing that kind of sacrifice was that God had anointed them to do all of these anomalies. The purpose of all of that was to destroy the community. Why? Because the community didn't want to believe in God. He said that this was a mass exorcism. Really? And that this idea is that he felt that they all had, they didn't want it enough. 
And so he decided to basically beat them all until they wanted it enough. I uh, don't. They, they, what they call is, according to Andrew Chestnut, the professor of religious studies specializing in Latin America at Virginia Commonwealth University, who had been sitting by the phone because no one has been calling him in a while. He said that Got the, the cobwebs sect, off the phone. Is it wrong? He's like, oh, what the hell is they that? They like me. They need my expertise. Ah, uh, yes, an empanada. Well, that is, and they're like, no, sir, no, please stop describing empanadas. He is a, he called it a syncretic, a syncretic or syncretic cult, which was, it, it espouses a hodgepodge of beliefs uh-huh. stitched together with Pentecostalism at its core, but also elements of indigenous beliefs and even new age philosophy. It reportedly talked about the importance of the third eye on a now deleted Facebook page. So they had a Facebook page. Oh, goodness. All of the victims and all of the suspects were members of the same indigenous community. According to Ricardo Miranda, he's the leader of the Nagabi Boogle tribe. Uh, he I'm says, sorry. "Just uh, say Boogle. It's not the Boogle tribe. This I don't is not know. A, the, the Boogle tribe sounds like a group of people that they met in the Smurfs. Oh yeah, and they eat bugles. Oh, I love bugles. Underrated snack. Semi-autonomous zone. So that's the the bugles. They're in a semi-autonomous zone known as Camarca." They called the sect, quote, satanic. This is according to Miranda. He says, we demand the immediate eradication of this satanic sect, which violates all the practices of spirituality and coexistence in the holy scriptures. I don't know what this sect possibly could have done to piss anybody off. I really don't like it. It doesn't do anything, man. It just does. It's just bad. It's a bad cult. It's a bad cult. It sounds like it. So the new light of God church, uh, I Guess it no longer exists um, because I think they kind of like killed everyone that belonged to it. Or maybe it comes back stronger than ever. Maybe, maybe this is you the got beginning it, of a civil war. It's doing a pre-burn. Ah, yes, of course. See, uh, isn't that <sighs> nice? All right. Well, this so. is a very scary, what a very scary story. And I'm really glad that I'm in L.A. And the only cults I really bump bump against, for the most part, just want me to have crystals and drink green juice mm-hmm. and... But, I mean, again, if they could help me with an audition, you can fuck around for a while. Absolutely. Well, maybe some green juice wouldn't hurt either of us. Um, So there you go. Panama Jungle, seven killed, 14 tortured, and exorcism. I don't think that they should say exorcism ritual because I think it actually gives it too much of like, oh, they're there to help. It's not they're there to help. It the, makes it cooler. It makes it a cooler story as far yeah, as I'm concerned. I think it's That's more what of I a, like about it. Yeah. I, I'll be I'll be down for an exorcism. I'd buy tickets to watch one from the side. Um That's what they should have done. Yeah. Put it on the road. Well, isn't that they did that, right? What was they uh the story that we covered where they used to uh do the exorcisms in public with all the nuns and the everything? The devils of Lubadon. Yeah, that was very interesting. That was and very sexual. For them, that was that was prime time. That was better than tool time. That was better than anything Tim Allen. That's better than Last Man Standing. Watching that's an difficult. exorcism was really That is difficult. Or as my mom says, every single time I go home, my mom loves Last Man Standing. She loves that fucking show. <laughs> she and does. every time she talk, she puts it on, she's like, she always asks me, do you watch Last Man Standing, Henry Thomas? I'm like, no. No, I don't. I, you know, I, I mean, like, I wouldn't go out of my way. I think the last time I saw it, I was in an urgent care. And she said... Oh, you got to watch it. It's the writers. <laughs> no. That's who makes it. The writers are just so clever. Man, it's just 
It's so it's funny for- that we have to love these people because they are our parents. Um, but I believe no, I love you know you have to you have they it's created just- you. Um, but that you don't have to. No, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to love you your parents. But no. but I will say, but it's it they they just very smartly positioned that show for my parents and everyone like them. Everyone love Last Man Standing. They, they really they really have. She also and I believe my parents do as well. Love Young Sheldon, Big Bang Theory. They couldn't couldn't be more pleased with <sighs> watching Sheldon grow up. They're so excited to see the, how it began, where the humor began. I think Bazinga is like a thing in it, too. Still, it's like described. I have not seen a minute of it. I'm sure Bazinga is in there somewhere. Maybe he's if they If they want to keep that audience, I want to keep them happy. I literally think Luca Magnata is less of a sociopath than young Sheldon and old Sheldon. I wonder. I wonder. Well, well, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about we, that. I just want to quickly talk about how we... So we both watch Don't Fuck With Cats, the Netflix yeah. documentary oh. on Luca Magnata, and it is very interesting. What did you I, think? Did you think they did a good job of showing just enough of the animal torture? Because I was watching, and literally... Yeah, I didn't want to watch any more of that. Definitely not. ...that so, I saw, but I thought that it's important for you to see how real it is. I think yeah. it's important for you to see oh. the cats going in and the cats getting sucked up in the bags. I think that it is important for you but, to see the, the the seriousness of that. When they showed him playing with the dead cats, it reminded me of the He-Man toys, like when you got the big lion toy that He-Man used to ride on or whatever. Like, they were just so frozen. Yeah, it's, ba- it's bad. It was like, oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, it's terrible. But I also think that they kind of really played up the Facebook sleuths in that, where technically they didn't help with the investigation. Well, but they were correct, and no one listened to them. But they then they so that means that technically they didn't do it. They didn't really get the message across. But technically, I'm happy that there are people out there investigating these things. Technically, that's the premise of my documentary, Hail Yourself America, where it's like, yes, no one listened to me until the subway station, but it's about being there, making a statement. It's about yourself, and I think the online sleuths overall did a good job. Let's just say, I'm just going to say the internet sleuths, they didn't really nail it to start and then that led to potentially the demise of an innocent person person, (laughs) um, which they kind of just yada yada over and I'm like didn't you all cyber bully this person they kind of just said that whatever happened to him was cool because he was being a jerk on the internet and he was I don't think that uh, he was. He was not yeah. a nice person. But this we're not we're being too vague for good radio. Yes. One thing that we had a question though last week because we brought it up a little bit, like briefly, was that there was a second pair of hands. Yes. In one of the videos that had a snake that was brought in to consume a cat that he shot the whole thing. Yeah. And there at the very beginning there seemed to be some form of handler, which he said was the infamous Manny. The man that Luca, that's what Luca Magnata came out to say, that he was at the uh, behest and he was a prisoner of someone that was making him do these things. Uh, But it seems like a researcher from CBC's Fifth Estate, the documentary, reportedly went, and this comes from this, I just found this on studentproblems.com. So I don't (laughs) know who this is from, by Tom Chapman. Is this really a student problem? I don't know. I don't know. All the issues facing our students right now? But with one of the original internet sleuths, 
John Green and CBC's research, they seems that a female neighbor has confessed she was the woman holding the python. And that she essentially, oh. from what, what seems to be conjectured in the most Canadian, one of the more Canadian things about this story, <laughs> is that she let him borrow her snake. What? No questions asked. And my whole thing is that never let anybody borrow a pet. No. You never know what they're going to do with it. If somebody says the words, hey, can I borrow your dog? They're teaching that dog to suck his dick with a bunch of people. Oh, my goodness. I'm That's saying horrible. That. You're saying you never. That? You can never borrow an animal. You can visit somebody with an animal. Sure. You can have somebody snakes it. Like sure. if you got to go someplace and you can snakes it. If you're but feeling I down, never... I could bring Puffin to go see you and then maybe Puffin could make you happy. Sure. Absolutely. By sucking my dick with a bunch of no, peanut butter. No, no, no. But that's only hey, if you're in the room. Your blood pressure is going through the roof. You're talking about something disgusting again. That's what that means. You're going to die. Uh, but I'm just saying, never let anybody borrow your python. <laughs> your python. A, a lesson that we just, did not know we had to You make. should keep it in your home. I, I, just, I agree. It's not an out animal unless you're one of those cool people out by like a like Santa Monica Pier. Right. Yes. They play with their snakes out in public. and But uh, obviously there's many conjectured. A lot of people, there's still a lot of heat here. There's, there's people that straight up believe in Luca Magnata and they believe well, that he was manipulated. They, I also believe that he is very, very uh, sick. I think he's a sick person. If you listen, he actually has a, he released an interview from jail recently okay. where he obviously is talking to himself with farms questions that he has got out and about, again, talking about this Manny Lopez character, which I do not believe is no, real. I believe no. none of that is real. So who knows? Who knows? Interesting. Okay. Well, that answers a big question that I think everyone had because they did not answer that in the documentary. That is kind of a flaw on the documentarians, honestly, because it's the only question that after the documentary, you you kind of go through the list. You're like, that was crazy. And then you're like, but what about that one thing? They probably should have put a button on that in the doc. Um, but it's nice that we finally get a little conclusion on that. And Luca Magnata's mother, I actually feel bad for her because obviously she's extremely mentally ill. And yes. what happens when you raise a demon? It's got to suck. It's got to be so weird to know that you are the the creation of something that ends lives. Because yeah, technically, dude. you've done a horrible job. Whatever. However Would you she, did it, you did a bad job. I don't even know if I could say if you did a bad job. What do you do when you are, you might be mentally ill and then your son is also of the same stripe and then you kind of create this world where the two of you are just not helping each other. And right. it, is, it is very scary. There is a documentary about it that I've seen a bunch of times. It was just this one called Children of Rage. Mm, yes. And then HBO has another one, which I brought up many, many times. Yes. Um, that one second. Children of Rage is truly horrifying. If you ever want to be horrified, just scared to death of the eyes called, of a nine-year-old. Another one I've talked about, I think a bunch, is called The Dangerous Son, which mm. is on HBO. That's another one that is very frightening because Absolutely. what do you do? It's it's part of the reason why we're not having kids. It's because Natalie and I are both like, could I raise a genius that was perfect? Yes. Sure. One that a kid that can run on its own. That's Sheldon. Got to do its own stuff. Yeah, I take a Sheldon. You want Up to raise a, young Sheldon, a young Sheldon, but I don't want an older Sheldon. You know what I mean? 
I don't want to see him after that time period. I also believe that a, a, a child could be like raised in a boarding school. I think <laughs> that you could take a child out and send it to one of those big drafty Victorian homes where yes. they're taught to to I mean uh, survival skills and and how to cook and but uh, but like also like physics like kind of almost like a Herman Hesse. Kind of the, the whatever that glass ball problem thing is where they're doing like weird kind of d- Professor X mind games in a thing where they're doing like psychic exercise with giant right. glass beads. Yeah, well, I think you and Natalie have a great chance of raising just birthing a genius. Uh, that is going to <laughs> happen up. to all of well, us. She, uh, whatever it is, that's the problem, too, is that it has to look like her. <laughs> Freaking better. It has to. If you get and a you girl that looks it. like you and a boy oh that looks like God. her, it's. Oh, oh you know I what? Mean, Everyone's beautiful. Wow. Live from your grave. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors big and small some people are presidents some people are soldiers some people have to eat mayonnaise especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch but I guess I should share that in therapy because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down and what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, 
you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from your grave. All right. Well, this story I just want to talk about because we've talked about crisps before here in the past. We talked about how someone just you got have. one crisp in their bag of crisps. You, you have. Again, we have not. We, this is not a direction that you and I take the show. This, this is a direction that you take the show. This was going to be Hero of the Week, but I've decided against it. Uh, Janine Ross, she's 38 years old. She was absolutely shocked and shook when she opened up her bag of crisps and she found and she found a 15 centimeter large best sweet chili crisp for Morrison's. Janine said it was hard to get an exact reading as to how long the onion ring bends and twists, but she says if it was straightened, it would beat the previous British record and so wait a the second. world title. I'm so pissed right now that you just said that. So it's not even that big. She's saying if it was straight. It would be huge. There have been bigger crisps made. Show me the picture. Show me the fucking picture. I will f- I'm going to take a screenshot and send it to you right now because you say, oh, what's the big deal? There's been larger crisps, but there hasn't been a larger crisp in the wild. 
previous larger crisps the wild. have been made. This isn't the fucking Serengeti. <laughs> yes. All right, these things are not coming out of like crisp fields. No, They're not being born. There have been larger crisps, but you know what, Henry? Those were specifically produced to set the record. This is a crisp in a wild, and it's a sausage shaped crisp. And it send was, it to me. I sent. I sent you a picture of it. Um, and it is. Did just, you text it to me? I texted it to you. It's in your text right now. You're going to be amazed. I want to see your first reaction when you see a picture. All right, of this you crisp. ready? Yep. You ready for this? Ready? Wow, pretty big crisp. And it is. It is a cocked shape onion cock. When you see it, is this is so stupid. When you see it in the context of Janine Ross's daughter's hand, Izzy, you can really see how large it is. Kind of looks like no, a No, how big is Izzy? How old is Izzy? Okay, another screenshot coming your way, buddy, because you are about to have your mind blown. Now, this is not a crime. No, it is not. But I do find it to be very interesting, and we're also a news show. So that this is, is disgusting. I abs- I you know what? I hate this picture because this looks like that old joke of why pedophiles have sex with children because it makes re- their penises look big in their hands. That is what is that old joke? What are this you talking a, about? This you know, is the I miss playground. The old Reddit, I miss the old Reddit standard of putting the banana next to it. God damn it, Henry! You I are ridiculous. You are ridiculous. It. Your old your old Polish jokes are just disgusting sentences in any other in any other world. So anyway, a woman has found what she believes to be the world's largest crisp. It measures a whopping 20 centimeters long. So congratulations Janine Ross, you've done it. You're not the hero of the week, but you are a hero of my heart. You weren't good enough. She was good enough. No, she wasn't. She didn't do enough. She, she did just do found enough. a crisp. She and found then what it did in they, the Did wild. they eat it? No, you got to save it to be measured by the world's. You got to do Guinness. You got to do Guinness what Book of World Records. Kind of cockamamie bullshit is that? Pre- I would have eaten it. The previous record was 15 centimeters, and this is 20 centimeters. So anyway, that is kind of a fun story. It's not a crime. Um, except for it looks like the shit I just took. It, it does. does. It really does. Oh, okay. it's actually bad. Well, let's move on. Speaking of stories involving, um, well, actually, there's really something no segue horrible. here. There's no yeah stories involving something horrible. Although, it's well, not we got bad. several horrible pictures. Okay, what do we want? Do we want a family annihilator, or do we want something oh, from the courts? God. I don't know what happened so far in 2020, but people, I'm just gonna say. Take a chill pill. Let's do this one, Henry. Speaking of children, obviously that girl was uh, holding up the large crisp. This serial killer's son followed in his uh, in his father's footsteps a little bit differently. Um, evidently, there's a serial killer. He's the son of a murderer. He has been arrested after hundreds of bones belonging to young women are found in his pond in Thailand. This is John Wayne Gacy's Man. dream come true. But and no, it's not. He threw them all in the pond like he was fucking Kermit the Frog. Well, but John Rangacy, after he ran out of floor space, he threw them all in the lake in as the well. river. Yeah, 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 he got him in the river. Uh, what? Did, so he just threw these women in the pond? I guess so. He's a wealthy property heir, Apache Anguisit. He's forty years old. He's been arrested in Bangkok. Body of his former girlfriend. Warren Thorn Chayat Chayatshat. I'm sorry. This she was crazy. 22. She was found in the she was found in the pond. Police found hundred uh, hundreds of more bones, believing to be at least 
from three people. So this guy's father, he was jailed uh, in 1983 for butchering a 15-year-old girl. So it seems like this kind of sociopathy runs in the family. This dude, evidently, uh, pictures show the police found the body wrapped in clothes, a bedsheet, and a black plastic bag. The body had been fastened to the bottom of the pond with large metal objects and dumbbells with chains. Uh, Anwisit allegedly made his girlfriend known to friends as Kick or Keek sleep in a metal casket. He was so worried she would leave him. Officers have claimed that she was suffocated and then hurled into the pond. Her remains were found January 9th. So do you think... That being a serial killer, and maybe this can go out to our audience, side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Is it genetic? I don't know. I think that the there, there are probably traits that are passed on that make you maybe more likely, depending on your circumstances. I'm not quite certain. I do believe that you... Ah, because you look at what's-her-name, uh, BTK's daughter... Right. ...is now... She's not a serial killer, but she wrote a book about about the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah, something going on inside of her brain. And then you got—I'm uh, trying to think who else had children of all of them. John Wayne Gacy. We don't know anything about those kids, really. Ted uh, Bundy's know, Ted Bundy's daughter sort of came out of the woodwork and was like a, I'm her his granddaughter. Her granddaughter. His granddaughter, his granddaughter apparently came. Strange out. thing to brag about. So, but this she's guy, on TikTok, so I don't know if she? that is a sign of mental illness. I I don't think so. I think a lot of people like TikTok. Oh, it is a sign of mild mental illness, though, as well. So no, people the, enjoy it. It's kind of fun out there. I think people like it because they they like to lip sync the songs and they like to. I don't know. Kids got to express themselves. They really do. So authorities, they found through a fishing expedition, 298 bones, the family of a missing 12-year-old who lived near the property. Uh, They believe that she is in the pond as well. Authorities are planning to drain the pond for their investigation. Uh, He has been dubbed by local media the metal casket killer. Uh, which, of course, it's not a serial killer if we don't have a clever little name for him. The police chief said the investigation has found that several women who were involved with the culprit have disappeared. They included his friends, girlfriends, and prostitutes. Uh, again, the, the police chief continues, we have found 298 bones in the pond so far, Jesus. but could not clarify that how many of those bones uh, were, how many humans those bones were from. I would assume 298 uh, I, I think that it's really couple. important for this is one of those definitely don't put all your eggs in one basket because when it comes down to it, he did a very poor job of hiding those bodies. You can't just toss them in a pond. No, I you got to put more. Not. I'm going to say this and I don't want to help you in doing this. But if you are killing people, you need an exit strategy. You need an end game. You need well, to figure out how to yeah, get rid of these bodies. Without a body, it's very difficult for, depend, for them to pin a crime on you. And again, I'm trying not trying to help you. I'm just trying to say get rid of the teeth. Get rid of the hands, get rid of the feet, get rid of the head. It's actually mm. probably best for you to hold on to the head for as long as humanly possible. Keep it in, keep it on your property. So it's very difficult for somebody to come and look for it, right? So someplace either deep underground or put it in a, in a kind of like a, maybe even a cooler. Oh, keep it right. in a basement. Well, don't do, don't do any of that. That's not good stuff, and it'll make your house smell all bad, and then you're going to go to prison forever because you're a murderer, and that's not good. But eventually, the smell becomes neutral. 
Not to you it does, but to everyone else. You're the house that smells like decomposing bodies. Everyone's going to make fun of you. They're going to burn your house down like you're Freddy Krueger. The only people that are coming to that house are getting murdered anyway. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So there you go. Who knows what's going to happen here? It looks like this guy has killed a bunch of people. Just be careful. This The girlfriend um, had made previous complaints to the cops. No one did anything. Uh, there's also a beautiful tattoo, the remains of the property of the girlfriend. Uh, she's pictured above here uh, in this Daily Mail article. She has a gorgeous back tattoo, and that was one of the identifying marks. The cops were like, that, that's her. So there I you just... go. Potential serial killer in Bangkok. Son of another murderer. And God, I guess the, so the, crazy. The, air, the acorn didn't fall too far from the tree in that family. Oh, here we go. Let me tell. So I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna save this family annihilator story for next week because I want to get into it. I'm gonna say this. I'm. Let's just. Here's a fun story. Okay. This comes from the Des Moines Register. Oh. Man, reg- man requests trial by combat with Japanese swords <laughs> to settle dispute with Iowa ex-wife. This is by Anna Spoer. A Kansas man has asked an Iowa court to grant his motion for trial by combat so he can meet his ex-wife and her attorney on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporeal bodies. Okay, hold on. This is for custody? This is a custody battle? This is just a dis- I don't know. I don't know. This is not going to help him get the kids back to be like, oh, trial by samurai sword? This Gotta is kill baby- mommy. <laughs> Gotta Good kill Lord. mommy to get him. That's how it is. David Ostrom, 40, of Paola... Kansas mm. in court documents said that his ex-wife Bridget Ostrom was has destroyed him legally. He asked the Iowa District Court in Shelby County to give him 12 weeks lead time in order to source or forge katana and wakizashi swords. <laughs> to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States, uh-huh. Ostrom org- argues in court records, adding that it was used as recently as 1818 in oh, British court. That's a little bit loose recently. of the term recently. That's 200 years ago. So, all right. They've said that apparently it is not about abolished. It's not abolished. And then uh, they are now fighting each other. They said that he believes that he is uh, attacking his wife's uh, div- divorce attorney's absurdity with my own absurdity. Uh-huh. Ostrom, who said he plans to request the same mediation tactic for any other disputes that may arise in court, added that his ex-wife can choose her attorney as a champion or stand-in fighter, which is that's pretty amazing. Um, this is what he they, told the paper. He said, I think I've met Mr. Hudson's absurdity. As Henry just said, I've met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity. If Mr. If Mr. Hudson is willing to do it, I will meet him. I don't think he has the guts to do it. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Historically, it is said in, tri- in, court, in court records, trial by combat was not always won by way of death, but also when a party cries craven. Yielding to the other. Respondent and counsel have proven themselves to be cravens by refusing to answer the call to battle. (laughs) Thus, they should lose this motion by default, Ostrom wrote, adding that if the other party decided otherwise, he wants to proceed with a blunted practice style of swordplay, which I think is very fair. Uh, I don't know. Either way, the judge didn't really go with this. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that was dismissed. Um, He's lost everything. Yes. Uh, Hudson referred to himself as, quote, a potential combatant as they were sort of laughing at this man's demand. 
uh, for a samurai battle to see who gets custody of the children. I'm going to say this. The way that the judge and the uh, attorney for the ex-wife reacted, they laughed at him. In this case— Oh, yeah, dude. They're all, they're all dead men. Yeah. They're all in, dead people. In this case, I think you have to pretend to take it seriously and then find some legal argument to say— Ah, uh, we would. Uh, We'd love uh, to, but we just uh, But can't. technically, if it's raining on the Thursday that is chosen, we have to re-choose our fighting field, and this fighting field is not available, so unfortunately, uh, you're just going to have to give me the house what if and they, the car. What if they just did a Ren Fair style duel? Not That's what real. he's saying. That's but, what he's saying. He's, he wanted to do the blunted swordplay version. He said that you can opt for that, and then oh. one can call, cry craven and and admit defeat, and that's something that he doesn't have to kill them. But that is not fun, and that's not fair. <laughs> I think you need to kill them. So the uh, the lawyer for the ex-wife said uh, that this is obviously a potentially life-ending ramifications of a duel uh, that surely outweigh their fight over property tax and custody issues. Well, uh, let me ask you this, Kissel. If I I'm, I might try to, this is a brilliant plan. This is very very smart to do. If I were to enter in some form of God knows what crime, I will eventually be pinned. What they'll pin on me? Tax evasion. To stop me. We already tax know evasion. it's going to be tax evasion. Half of our conversations are about you scheming to hide your money, <laughs> and none of your ideas make sense. You're like, what if shoes were money? They can't take your shoes from you, can they? I got some pushback from Natalie when I asked her to put on a fake pregnant belly and go down to the Caribbean all filled with <laughs> have filled with, the fake pregnant filled with cash. I got some pushback. Good. But I would say uh, if I am going to do that, I might do this. Kissel, uh-huh. will you be my champion? In what sense? You fight as a representative of me. You want me to be your blaster? You want yes. me to be you want you want a master what blaster is all, situation? What is this entire relationship? Building towards. You're the one with high blood pressure. You should fight. You got beep, all the beep, anger. Beep, beep, beep. No. I'll die just in prep. <laughs> I need someone that is going to go and fight for me. Fight as if it's himself. Uh-huh. Well, I can... And I tell you what, my good, my good dear sir, you'll never pay for a Bud Light again in your life. I'll be nah. dead. <laughs> no, not if you win. What am I even defending you for? My crimes. You want me so because you would be, know you're going to have you would know me be, so well. You would know me so you know me. You know me. I do okay? know Okay. I'm the same Henry I've always been. I've never changed. I'm not changing. Right? You know me friends for years. Yeah, you but know that some, in my heart of hearts I didn't mean to like make everybody get in a tizzy with my crimes and I would never do something that I necessarily felt would like try to hurt a lot of people. I just you, you know have any I'm idea how hard it is family. to hide money overseas. You have to premeditate. You have to talk to people. You got to figure it all out. It's very no, difficult. I do it all on my own. Again, keep wall facer. I like the wall facers. I came in my own mind. I keep a plan within me. I tell no one else. I have three contingency. I have three contingency plans that no one knows. Apparently, know one of them are. is me fighting the battles for you. And I'm assuming the wall facers are something to do with Dune. And I don't want to go. No, down it's that not route. Dune. It's three body problem. But I, I did not bring up <laughs> Dune. But I'm saying, so you would not be my champion. You would not come to my aid. When you receive the, the the messenger bird, I'll have to see. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll so have you're gonna, to see. You're going to Bernie me? I'm not going to Bernie you. I'm gonna. I'm going to support you. 
I'm going to support you. So Judge <laughs> Craig Dressmeyer was not amused. This is what the judge said regarding the idea of a duel to see uh, who gets custody of the children. This is the judge. Until the proper procedural steps to initiate a court proceeding are followed, this court will take no further action concerning any motion, objection, or petition filed by either party at this time. So oh, this he's man getting, literally he's getting broke. Host. This man yeah. literally broke the court system. They're like, we're done. Nothing. We're done. done. We don't want to talk to you anymore. You're not getting anything. (laughs) You are now essentially a homeless man. Congratulations. You have nothing now. We're going to strip everything from you as fast as humanly possible. You know, divorce is not easy. But I feel like if you married someone and you loved... Why is divorce always so hard? If you still don't you people it's act very, very crazy. It's very contentious. Yeah, why do they it's hate very, each other so much though? I don't know. It's hard because it's because people don't talk. You yeah. can't have I am trying to work on these kind of ideas. You gotta be able to, be able to figure out how to have the hard conversations too. Which is very difficult. When I beep, 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 when that's going off, Uh-oh. no one's gonna be able to, but I actually hope that that could actually even help me with some form of sympathy. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Okay, well, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. This Hero of the Week, you know what? This is not just a hero. This is a community. And the hero community this week are furries. You know, people make fun of the furries. They say, oh, they're just, you know, deviants out there doing weird things. But in reality... I love them. I honestly, I'm pro-furry. They're they got to go be... Let them come all over each other. I think it's great. And, and a lot of them, are, it's not very sexy, apparently, a lot of the times. Sometimes no. it's just about fellowship. Absolutely. Everyone likes to be a raccoon or a fox or a panda bear. Not everybody. Not everyone. But some people do. So these furries, they were just having a good time. They were drinking that night. They were having a nice time. A dude named Steven Rodriguez, he's 26 years old. He was in full furry costume. He was like, I need to go outside and have a smoke. As he's out there smoking, which sounds very dangerous for a furry because you could just go up like that. I feel like a you lot could of just... that stuff's very flammable. Yeah, that yeah. you really should watch it with some of those more artificial fabrics. Absolutely. So maybe stick with your vapes. That might be better. Um, as he's outside smoking his cigarette, risking his own life, he heard a car screech to a halt in the middle of South Market Street, and from the inside came a woman's horrified scream: "Get out! Get out!" Get out, Rodriguez called. That's what she was saying, recalled in the that's what she was saying in the car. Rodriguez says it was pretty intense. A self-described quote silent observer of furry culture who traveled from Azusa in Southern California to in, to attend the conventions after hours hotel parties. He says we saw the passenger just wailing on her, just full-on punch. So Rodriguez said, This is not gonna happen on my watch. At that moment, a group of about five people still in furry suits from the day's festivities sprinted over, restrained the man as he attempted to hit Rodriguez, who had already run over. Among the first on the scene was a pink dinosaur uh, who wrestled the suspect by the head and shoulders while a massive tail bobbed in his wake. Wow. Then a tiger knelt to restrain the man from his torso and um, from the torso as a platform-heeled cowboy watched on. Within six minutes, within a few minutes, San Jose police arrived 
took over for the six people restraining the man, uh, and they said these people are heroes. The the furries slowly dispersed after giving police their statements. Rodriguez said, both disgusted by what they had seen, but pleased by the way things had worked out. He says, it happened very, very fast, and it was just a horrible thing to see. But overall, everyone was happy that we stepped in. So thank you, furries. You don't mess with furries. They've been through it all. And if they're dressed up in costume... They're basically superheroes. I mean, I I wouldn't assume it, but I think that it's nice That's, what but, they did here. But and I think, think a good concerted group effort, and I think that they are they do seem like a living version of I, I want to say some Saturday morning cartoon show. I think that is there needs to be a furry fighter show. There needs to. Be, I, I would mean, be. I would see that in a second. I would see that in a second. I guess technically there already are a lot of. Uh, what is it? An- anamorphic? Anam- anamorph- a- yeah, an- anamorphic? Anamorphic? I know there's the anamorphs. Yeah, there's already a lot of stuff out there that I think furries relate to. But furries, you are this week's hero of the week, specifically those furry heroes who stopped this horrible man from beating this woman. And they said, no can do, sir. Yes, I'm dressed as a raccoon. But my friend, I am going to bite and scratch you. Until the cops arrive and detain you. So <laughs> This is why you have to be my champion. Yes, but I, I um, do firmly believe once you're in costume, Henry, you know this as an actor, once you get in costume, you're not the same man as you once were. No, you, you, don, the, you don the mask, and then you wonder, who is who are you? Right. Are you Robo the Horny Fox, or are you Dave? <laughs> Most of the time, you're Dave. Well, when but you, when you put the head on. How long, because of course you have your pretty face is going to hell in Adult Swim, uh, Gary, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're dressed as Gary, how long does it take you to get into character? Is it when the, when the final horn goes on, and you're like, and now I'm Gary Bunda? No, I've always been Gary Bunda. You are. It's Gary always Bunda. right under the surface. It's always right there. Okay. It's always right there. All right, let me show. Let's do some listener emails. All right. So this was a this was a doozy. This comes from A. I was reminded of something when you briefly mentioned the Raelians on this week's episode about Heaven's Gate. I am an ICU nurse, and a patient I had once experienced severe trauma to her genitals, and there was talk about her eventually needing clitoral reconstruction. Ooh. Being curious about how this was done, I researched the topic and came across an organization called Clitorade. No. Besides sounding a like a very sketchy Gatorade knockoff, <laughs> this is actually an organization run by the Raelians that they say this. I, have, I didn't find evidence on that, but I will look deeper into that. Okay. That funds clitoral reconstruction, usually in cases of female genital mutilation, as unfortunately seen in some African cultures. Yep. According to what I read, the Raelian movement... Yes, yes. According to what I read, the Raelian movement sees sexual gratification and masturbation as important parts of the human experience, so they are funding hospitals in rural Africa to perform these surgeries and restore women's sexual function, which sounds very nice. That's so great. in terms of things that alien cults are known for, I figure this is actually pretty positive. Honestly, And if you that- look up Clitorade... I mean, I'd buy it if it was a drink, <laughs> but it is, it is, uh, uh, it seems to be they're doing well. So sometimes these people, you know, it's the broken clock is, is correct two times a day. Honestly, uh, that is very good. And female genital mutilation is a serious problem. That must Thank be you, Kissel, serious. for clarifying. I'm really it glad is. that you did that. I'm it glad is. That, that, is, that is our official stance here. It's disgusting. It's very we, sad. I am against it. I am against it. Horrible. All right, here we go. This comes from, this is from, I mean, this, I've been asking for some boots on the ground, and I really enjoy this. Okay. All right. This comes from M. 
This is uh, this is a Papa John Schnatter update. Oh my! I used to sna- I used to sell home security systems, and one of our installers I work with worked on his home security system. I was informed his house wasn't built like a house, but more like a commercial building. They had to drill wires through his floors, which were commercial standard concrete. Fuck yeah, that's like fucking Lido too. Yeah. He also had a large garage under his house that had a turntable, so that he could pull in and out and turn his cars around with the push of a button. Cool, fucking dope. You're making me a fan. Years later, I worked at Papa John's corporate in a tech support center. When he was entertaining other business people in suits, he would wear the same red shirt and jeans topped with a large-shouldered tweed sports coat. The jacket made him look like Hepcat from the Paul Abdul music video, except not as cool. <laughs> there was one instance where I was on the phone working, and someone behind me was talking extremely loud, making it hard for me to hear my call. I turned around and back, and I could see a man wearing nylon gym pants with cowboy boots. Nylon when I gym looked pants? Up the t- yes. When I looked up to tell him to be quiet because I was trying to work, I saw it. It was none other than Papa John Schnatner. And it says him going, yeah, uh, it's important for me to be able to be as limber as possible because I hate the idea of my jeans snagging on my leg hairs because my leg hairs get so stiff when I'm working on the weights. I believe it. And so this is this blew my mind. Papa John's corporate is also home to the presidential limo. There is a presidential limo housed in every state for the president of the United States. The one in Kentucky just so happens to be at Papa John's what? in the lower level garage. Yes. I maybe I hopefully this is not anti this is not blowing up national security. I forget which floor that, that there's a, there are secret service offices in the building. On all of our desks we had a sheet to yeah, to teach us how to deal with bomb or terror threats. Isn't that nice to have to deal with? Wow. So the Trump limo because the presidential limo currently the Trump limo it's in Papa John's headquarters. You got to get a slice when you're there. It's fucking incredible. All right, here's amazing. another one. There's another uh, update. <clears throat> this comes from N. In a recent episode of Side Stories, you feature a story about someone who had their arm amputated and was able to bring it home with them. Mm-hmm. I remember you two being baffled at the fact that it was simply given in a red garbage bag, even questioning whether there were nicer options. Well, I can tell you. As far as I know, the red garbage bag is the best and only option you have. I work as an SPCA, Surgical Patient Care Associate, which is essentially a fancy title for operating room janitor. (laughs) I'm the person who cleans the ORs after surgeries, amongst other things. Such things include delivering amputated limbs to the frozen section. Uh Every limb I've had to deliver has been in one of those red garbage bags, and as it goes in the hospital I work in, taken to a freezer that looks like a normal, albeit out outdated refrigerator as far as i'm aware there's in any other form of limb receptacle just want to let you guys know thank you so much i mean thank if we you. ever lose an arm i guess we'll be walking out with a red bag i'll give it to marcus you'll have a no i'm arm. holding it in my other hand <laughs> i'm holding it in my oh, other hand oh my swab your dog i watched the lighthouse have you seen the lighthouse i yet? have not seen it yet i've swab heard swab your dog i am very excited i've heard that we get quite into the anatomy of a mermaid which I am happy. It's great, man. Uh, I love see. it. So much fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, All right, so here's a little, I want one last little weird one and then we'll end. Throughout my childhood, my family would see classic floating light UFOs, bright lights moving too fast to be a plane, hovering strangely, bunching together and spreading apart before disappearing. That's like my panties. These were so commonplace <laughs> that eventually we convinced, no, that was me. I added it. I know that was you. and it, I don't want to think about it. They disappear into somewhere. And it goes into my ass cave. I know that. 
These are so commonplace that eventually we convince ourselves that these were just airplanes circling the land at DIA. I'm not so convinced anymore. Hmm. However, the most terrifying thing I've seen was what my sister and I called the light people. We had heard stories of people seeing strange lights all over the mountains surrounding Horse Tooth Reservoir, around 20 miles from where we lived. This is in the plains of Colorado. Some people even reported that these lights were actually strange, emotionless people carrying bright lamps, just wandering around the mountainside. In fact, my sister's criminal justice professor in college reported an encounter with these people where he was a young cop. Apparently, he was working late at night when a call came in about weird activity up at the lake, possibly some illegal overnight camping. So he goes up with his partner in his patrol car and is parked for only moments when a fucking figure carrying a bright blue lamp emerged from the woods. He said he got out of his car to speak to this person, and the person, a bald man, stared at him with a blank, unblinking look before running back into the woods. What the fuck? So naturally, my sister and I decided to go check it out ourselves. We drove up high as hell at 3 a.m. Good. This is great, guys. Don't do this anymore, but it is fun. I miss being being like that. You know, to up the creep factor and to guarantee the shitting of fans should we actually see something. And sure as shit, about 20 minutes after getting to the lake, we counted four moving, blinking blue lights across the mountainside. We watched them across the lake, and I'll never forget the way the lights reflected on the water. It was so eerie. They move like something or someone was walking with them through the trees. Cool. Needless to say, we were there long enough to count the lights before speeding out of there. To this day, I still don't know what to make of it. Creepy-ass crazy cult members wandering the mountain at night for some strange ritual. Aliens drugged out illegal campers with matching blue lights and lots of late-night wanderlust. Someday I'll go back. But until then, I'm way too spooked. I love it. And of course, they were super stoned by speeding away. They mean 14 Solid miles. Oh, job, man. Fucking, you're going to fucking break the fucking sound barrier, man. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's Side Stories. You can always email us at sidestorieslpotl at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And this is a reminder. We will be exclusive to Spotify February 14th. That's the day of love. It's the day of Valentine's it's Day. It's the day and of love. It's the corporate day of love. It's the you corporate can celebrate it if you want. But you if know, you they're making us do it. They're making us do it. And this is my little recommendation. Go out the day before or the day after Valentine's Day because they jack up their prices on Valentine's Day at an Applebee's all the way down to your table, farm to table spot. in and fuck. Do that? On Valentine's Day, stay in and fuck or come to Los Angeles after midnight premiere. It's going to be the Sunset Six. Come out. Let's come see it. All I'm going right. to be doing a Q&A there. This is the After Midnight. We're doing a premiere. This very, is, very excited. Well, explain what After Midnight is. So After Midnight, we were- It's we a horror were, film that I was in last year, yeah. and we're getting our wide release. We're getting a full-on theatrical release. It's called After Midnight. Check it out. In Los Angeles, I'll be there running the Q&A with the directors. Hell yes. We were walking in- uh, We had just parked in, in Los Angeles. We were going to go to a weed store because I stocked up on my vapes for my dry January, and I must say- that has been a lifesaver. And it is. This, this person comes up, he's like, oh, I'm a huge fan of you guys. And then he mentioned that he was working on this film after midnight with Henry. And I said, what the hell is this movie all about? And then Henry told me, so check this movie out because Mr. Zabrowski is in a horror film. And I'm sure I'm it's going to tittle it and scare the pants off you. But put your pants on before you go back outside because that's still a felony. I guess so. I guess yep. it is in this fucking improper world. But guys, remember... 
live your life. Like you lost your hand and now you got it in your other hand. Woohoo! I carry my own hat. That's double hand. This is my swab, you dog. <laughs> Very swab. It's, gotta laugh. Yeah. You gotta laugh like you're Robert Pattinson just listening to the Willem Dafoe fart. And I wonder how many times he farted in that movie. I wonder if it was for real. Oh, in the lighthouse. There's a lot of farts in it. It's fun. Is there really? Yeah, you should see. I can't wait to see it. And love. Love on any day of the year. Doesn't have to be Valentine's Day, even though we're exclusive to Spotify. Love any day of the year. It's the 13th, the 17th, the 19th, the 21st. Love on those days, too. And if you're home alone on the 14th, like let's say you don't have a significant other or they died in a fire or, or they they lost their their everything that was sexual about them in the war. Sure. What, what I would say you should do is give yourself one of those light, nice, long masturbation sessions. Or you light the candles, you're lubing up the balls oh my. today. You know okay. what I mean? All day. Let it last long. Let's scream. All right. Yes. Or, I mean, it doesn't matter. Valentine's Day is a corporate uh, make them up, and I'm sure whatever that day consists of for you, it will be a wonderful day. Don't be sad. Very oh. good way of covering all ground. Thank you. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. And you know what, folks? Never forget. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. Ooh, I think, uh, oh, I have L. Ron Hubbard's ghost on the phone. He says, if you sign up now for only $500 a month, you can get a small role in Young Sheldon. Oh! Whoa! No! No! Wow. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.